Okay. Um, we are on for a Dalit Amad Aleph. Good morning. Um, in Meseches Chagiga and Tractate Chagiga, we are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven lines from the top of 4a. We are going to continue to analyze the exemptions that the Mishnah on 2a told us about as far as those that are exempt from appearing in the temple in Jerusalem on the festivals. So the two that we're going to discuss now, the tumtum va'androgonos in the Gemara, tumtum va'androgonos. A tumtum is somebody that is uh, of undetermined gender, and an androgonos is someone that exhibits both male and female um, genitalia. So uh, let's see. Tanarabhanan, the rabbis taught. Um, quoting the verse in the Torah that talks about um, that all of your males shall be seen, shall appear um, before the Lord your God on the festivals in the temple. Um, we're now we're analyzing that verse to teach us of these exemptions. The first um, the first idea is zachor. First, it tells us males. Um, that comes to tell us that women are going to be exempt from appearing in the temple on the festivals. Now, it doesn't just say male, it says zikhura it says your males. And the idea of your, the, that, 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 that um, addition of your is superfluous, is unnecessary, is extra. And when you have something extra, it comes to teach you something. So zikhura your males, lahotzi tumtum, comes to exclude a person of undetermined gender, the androgynos, as well as somebody who is a hermaphrodite. And then kol all of your males, it didn't need to say all of your males. All it needed to say is males. The fact that it says your and then all, what's all coming to include? And that's coming to teach us that actually minors are obligated to appear in the temple during the festival. So now we're going to analyze this. Omar Mar, so we just stated, we just quoted a brisa that said as follows, Zachor lahotzias hanashim. Males to exclude females. They are going to be um, exempt from uh, appearing in the temple. But the question is, is why do we need a verse? Why do we need a verse to tell you that women are exempt? Mitzvas asei shehazman gramahu. That line that I just read is an incredibly important line. Um, and it forms the basis for a lot of uh, discussion around women and halacha and Jewish law. There's the concept of mitzvah asei shehazman grama, that any time-bound mitzvot, any time-bound commandments, a woman is exempt from. So the question that we're asking now is, why do we need a verse to exempt a woman? Isn't this a time-bound mitzvah because it's um, it's bound to the days of the festival? Um, or the, the days of the festival. So why do we need a verse teaching us that a woman is exempt? Don't we say that any time-bound mitzvah a woman is exempt from? Back in the Gemara, don't we say that every mitzvah, positive mitzvah that is time-bound, women are exempt from? So the Gemara answers as follows, no, we still need a verse. Salka daita chamina, those are important Gemara words. Salka daita chamina, because you may have thought, nelaf re'iya re'iya mehakel, that we should use that same gezeira shava that we used earlier, where we had found a similar wording when it came to hakel, the gathering together on the seventh year um, on the festival of Sukkot to hear the king read. We see the word appearing there, and we also obviously have the word appearing by the appearing 
um, for, dur- at the temple during the festivals. And we said that that word in common, it teaches us similarities in Jewish law between Hakel, the gathering to hear the king, and the regular gathering, the regular um, appearing in the temple at the temple during the festivals. We shall learn appearing and peer, uh, appearing, that same word that we find mehakel from the gathering of, of the king. And we should say, and we should say, just like over there by the gathering to hear the king, women are obligated even though it is a time-bound mitzvah because the Torah specifically tells us that a woman is obligated in that case. So we should say, so too here is a woman obligated. Therefore, we need the verse to teach us otherwise that a woman is actually exempt from appearing in at the temple during the festivals. Okay, we're going to go on. Um, to further analyze the brisa that we brought, Amar Mar, the master said, um, anytime you see the master said, we're going back to analyze a um, the uh, a certain um, a certain quote from the sages. This time we're analyzing uh, that we had already mentioned. So we're analyzing the next part of that brisa. Zechuracha, the verse says, your males lahotzi tumtum vajrogenos to exempt somebody of undetermined gender as well as a hermaphrodite from. Um, coming up to the temple during the festivals. Bishlama androgenos itzterich. It's understandable that a hermaphrodite, we need a verse to tell us that they are exempt. Salka daita because you may have thought, hoel the islate, sad zachros, that because a hermaphrodite exhibits also a male, um, um, male, traits, a male genitalia, lichayev, you should say that, oh, this person has the male traits and therefore he should be obligated to come up to the temple during the festival. Kamash Mlan, and that's what you need the verse to tell us otherwise. Dibiria bifne atzmahu, and what the verse is telling us is, no, is that we don't look at him as half male and half female. We don't look at this person as half male, half female. Rather, we look at them as a separate entity, a, a, a hermaphrodite and therefore uh, the Torah is teaching us that 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 for that reason they are not obligated to come up to the uh, to the temple during the festivals tumtum, but somebody that's a tumtum so that's the person that's of undetermined gender Svekahu, that's a case of doubt that's a case of um, of somebody that we just don't know if they are male or female. So do we really need a verse to tell us that somebody that we are in doubt about is exempt from coming up to the temple during the festivals? Do we need a verse for that? Right? Why would we think that somebody that we are in doubt about would be obligated in the mitzvah? That's how to ask that question. So he answers follows. Amar Abaye. No, we're specifically talking about somebody. We need a verse specifically to teach us in a case where the person's this person has um, protruding testicles, and um, which makes us understand that this person is um, is is male. Um, just the rest of this man's genitalia are not seen; those are covered up. So in that type of case where we otherwise would have thought this person is going to be considered a male, that for that reason, we need the verse to teach us that um, someone in this circumstances is actually exempt from coming up to the temple mount, coming up to the temple during the festivals. Okay. Next, and now we're going to continue analyzing that Brisa. Amar Mar, the master said, 
Kol zechuracha, the verse that said, all of your males. What was the word all coming to include? L'rabos seketanim. It's coming to include minors. That minors are actually included in this mitzvah of coming up to the temple during the festivals. The but wait a minute, didn't we specifically say in our Mishnah, that everyone is obligated except for somebody that is uh, deaf and mute, somebody that is has very limited mental faculties, and a minor. So the Mishnah specifically tells us that a minor is not obligated. So Amarabai answers as follows, Lo kasha, there is no difficulty, there's no contradiction. Kam bekatan the brisa that says that a minor is obligated to go up to the temple, that is referring to a minor that has reached the age of chinuch, reached the age of somebody that can understand the mitzvah, and therefore their parents have an obligation to begin training them in that mitzvah. Whereas there, the Mishnah that exempted a minor, that was talking about a minor that did not reach the age of training. But now we have a question because when we talk about a minor being obligated in a biblical mitzvah, being obligated in a mitzvah, we never say that that's true on a biblical level. It's the rabbis that mandate that 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 child follow that mitzvah, be trained in that mitzvah, and it's a mitzvah on the parent, but it's a rabbinic law. So don't you can't tell me that the verse is coming to teach us that a minor is included because the because this idea of a child that's old enough for training being included in the mitzvah is just on a rabbinic level. A minor that has reached the age of training that's only a, of of rabbinic origin their mandate to be included in the mitzvah. So you can't say that we're learning it from the verse. So we answer en hachinami. Yes, you are right. Ukra asmachta ba'alma. The verse, we're only using this verse as an asmachta, as a support. Meaning, sure, certainly it's only a rabbinic obligation for a child that has reached the age of training to engage in a mitzvah. But what we're saying is, is that the rabbis have a biblical support for their enactment in the fact that it says, cool, all of your males, which, would, which they're saying is a support to include minors in this law. But the question, but but that's just a support. That verse, the word "all," must be teaching us something. Also, um, must be teaching us something not in just a way of support, but something new as well. The elakra lamai asa. But if that's the case, why then do we need the verse? What does the word "all" come to include? So we say as follows: We need it for what the others had said. Tanya, because we learned in a baraisa. Acherim Omer. Omrim, others have said, Hamikamates, somebody who is um, who collects dog excrement with their hands to provide it to those to the leather makers, to the tanneries, because it would used to be used to make leather. Somebody that does that, Vahamatsarif Nachoshis, and one who smelts copper, Vahaborsi, and someone that is a leather tanner. So all of these people, they are engaged in something that actually smells terribly and we say that that odor attaches to these people and and um, and it can't be get, gotten rid of. So we say all of these people are peturim in hariya. They are exempt from coming up to the temple on the festivals, to appearing in the temple. Mishum shenemar, because the verse says, kol all of your males. This includes people that are able to go up with all of your males, meaning with everybody. Yatsu Elu, which excludes these types of people, these people with these careers. 
she'enon ru'uyan la'alosim kol zechorcha, who are not able to go up with everybody else because they smell so badly, they're just not able to join with everybody else. Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's too much for everybody else to handle. So those are the people that are exempted through the word kol, all of your males. So now we're going to keep on analyzing the Mishnah. The next group, the next people that the Mishnah said were patur, were exempt from the mitzvah of Re'iyah, from coming up and appearing in the temple and the festivals, were nashim va'avadim she'ena mishukram. We're on the second wide line. Women are exempt and slaves that are not freed are exempt from coming up to the temple and the festivals. So we say, it's understandable that women are exempt, as we brought a verse earlier to teach us this. But from where do we know that slaves are exempt um, from this, that servants are exempt from this um, obligation? says, The verse says, when it speaks about the obligation to come up uh, to the temple and the festivals, that you shall appear before your the master God. And we learn from this, that the only ones that are obligated are those that have only one master, which excludes a slave, who has two masters, who has another master as well, his human owner. So Gemara asks, but wait a minute, why do I need a verse, why do I need a pasuk to exclude slaves from this obligation? Let us see. Don't we say that any mitzvah that a woman is obligated in, a slave or a servant is also obligated in. And any mitzvah that a woman is not obligated in, a woman is not a slave is not obligated in. Because we have the word la, her, um, in the context of a woman, and we have the word her in the context of a slave. So we say shava, and we say that there are similarities between them. And one of the similarities is, is that any mitzvah that a woman is exempt from, a slave is going to be exempt from. So why do we need a verse to teach us that, um, that a slave is exempt from the mitzvah of appearing? When we already know that a woman is, and we should say that just like a woman is, so too is a slave. So Amar Ravina, Ravina says, Lo nitzracha. No, it's necessary to have a verse specifically for a case of somebody that is a half slave and half of a and half a free person when what's the case of that we discussed this earlier um, somebody who was a slave to Ruvain Ruvain passes away and has two sons Shimon and Levi um, Shimon frees his half of the slave um, and Levi keeps his half of the slave. That's somebody that has half a slave and half of a freed person. And we're going to say that that's what we need a verse to tell you that that type of person, a person in that situation is exempt. Dekanami dekatani. Um, and we couldn't learn that from a woman. Dekanami dekatani. And you can infer this from the fact that the Mishnah said, for the fact that the Mishnah stated, Nashim, that women are exempt, and specifically, Va'avadim she'inan meshukharin, slaves that are not freed. Why did this Mishnah say those that are not free? Just say slaves. If we're going to say that we're talking about those that are not freed at all, then let the Mishnah just teach us the word slaves. It doesn't have to teach us slaves that are not free. Rather, we must be referring to a slave that's not completely freed, but rather half and half. 
What is the case of a slave that's not completely free? Somebody that is half a slave and half freed. So yeah, and, and so we end up saying yes. Um, we can learn from the verse that says, "El um, Hashem," that you have to come up before the Lord, your before the Lord God, the before your master God. We can learn from there that somebody that is half a slave and half of a free person. Even though they only have half of a master, even though they only have a master half of the time, they are exempt from uh, appearing in at the temple during the festivals. Okay, and then we're gonna think about to analyze the last grouping of the Mishnah, the Hachiger, the Hasuma, the Hachole, the Hazaken, the third last line on the page. Uh, somebody that is a Chiger, someone that is um, lame, somebody that is blind, somebody that is sick, and somebody that is older, that is old. Um, all of these people are not obligated, are exempt from coming up to the temple during the festivals. Tan Rabbanon, the rabbis taught, Rigolim, the verse says feet, or as I explained earlier, Rigolim means holidays, but also feet. Prat um, And we said that that whole verse, introductory verse to this mitzvah of appearing is unnecessary. So we can learn something new from each word. Um, Rigolim, feet. Slash festivals. Prat Kabin, this teaches us that those that with wooden feet are exempt. And another interpretation is Rigolim, that the word feet or festivals, Prat Lechiger, this comes to exclude a Chiger, somebody who is lame, Ulechole, or somebody, you know, someone whose leg doesn't work, Ulechole, somebody that is sick, Ulechole, and a blind person, Ulechole, and an elder, an older person, and also somebody that just cannot go up on their feet. Um, so it comes to exclude all the, exempt all of those people. Now, what does that? What is the additional idea of somebody that is not able to go up by foot? What does that come to include? Rava, Rava says, It's coming to include somebody who is a mefunak, somebody who is very sensitive. In other words, somebody that will not be able to walk barefoot because of their sensitivity to germs and other types of things. Somebody like that is exempt from. Um, is somebody like that is exempt from uh, ascending um, or appearing in the temple during the festivals because you have to be able to go up to the temple with your shoes off, barefoot. Dixit, as the verse says, the verse says in Isaiah, Ki panai, when you come to see, to visit, to, to see my face, or when you come before me, mi vi kejzos mi yadchem, who, was, who seek this out from you? Ramos Chatzirai, somebody that is trampling my courtyards. In other words, the idea there is, is that Hashem, God, wants those that come to the temple to be bare feet, not to trample the courtyards. So therefore, somebody that cannot come up with bare feet will be exempt from that mitzvah. Okay, we'll stop here for today. Um, just to reiterate some important things that we learned about today, we learned about this concept of a time-bound mitzvah and women being exempt from a time-bound mitzvah. That's uh, something that plays itself out a lot and uh, definitely something that should requ- uh, requires its own research and its own, um, and its own uh, time to discuss and to analyze. Um, we also went through... Um, the rest of the exemptions of the Mishnah um and found the source for them and uh that's what we did okay have a um have a great day